Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. April 2001, the United States. Night falls over the Nevada desert. The wind blows and a wild hawk lets out its final cries of the day. The silhouette of the cacti disappears on the horizon. But in the surrounding darkness, a few lights still shine. It's a small, rundown motel on an abandoned road. That evening, the establishment has been privatized to celebrate a wedding. And on the first floor, a crowd of guests eagerly awaits the arrival of the couple. A handsome 19-year-old young man enters and makes his way to the back of the room. His face is illuminated with happiness, and he wears a wide smile. It's his moment, and he feels ready to become a man. Then it's the turn of his future wife. She wears a beautiful white dress, a tiara on her blonde hair, and a veil over her face. But her legs tremble, and her steps resemble those of a puppet. Hesitant, she finally joins the young man, who eagerly takes her hand. She feels his strong fingers firmly holding hers. It's too late. She can no longer escape. A thrill of anticipation runs through the gathering. Only one person is missing to utter the sacred words and seal their union forever. And that person is the prophet, the supreme leader of the community and the messenger of God on earth. Hello, I'm Fabrice. Welcome to Fabulous Destinies. In this episode, I will tell you about one of the most disturbing cults in the United States, particularly focusing on its guru. Manipulative, strict, and highly intelligent, he managed to subjugate several thousand people and establish himself as the prophet of God on Earth. His name is Warren Jeffs. From his rise to power to the young woman who succeeded in bringing him down, discover his dark destiny. Warning, this episode contains violent scenes that may be distressing for younger audiences. When Warren Jeffs enters the room of the small rundown motel Silence Falls, he is a man in his 40s, thin-bodied, with an elongated face. Behind his large rectangular glasses, his piercing gaze scans the gathering, 
The men are all wearing black and white suits, and the women are dressed in pastel dresses of mauve, blue, or yellow. As is customary in this community, their hair is elegantly braided and pulled back. Everyone stares at him with a mixture of fear and adoration. He is there, in person. And deep in their hearts, everyone feels the power of his divine presence. Because today, Warren Jeffs will perform the most sacred act of the FLDS, the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He will unite two souls. With a simple gesture of his hand, he commands them to stand up. The faithful immediately obey. He approaches the microphone. His soft, monotonous voice resonates in the room. Gentlemen, the gates of Zion will only open to those who have been united three times by the bonds of marriage. Ladies, uplift your husbands by being submissive. And above all, remember, it is important to be kind. The entire audience then begins to sing a religious hymn filled with joy and fervor. Meanwhile, Warren Jeffs approaches the bride-to-be. With a wide smile, he lifts her white lace veil. Her face is pale and big tears stream down her childlike cheeks. For on that day, Elisa Wall is about to be married to her cousin. And she's 14 years old. The Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or FLDS, is a sect stemming from Mormonism. The origins of the movement date back to the late 19th century, and a hundred years later, it has several thousand members in the United States. Among them are teachers, doctors, business leaders, politicians, and even police officers. Their absolute principle is plural marriage, or polygamy. Of course, only men have the right to have multiple wives. According to them, polygamy is a highly sacred act that allows one to enter paradise but this practice is prohibited in the United States. That is why the community settles in an isolated area called Short Creek, located between the states of Utah and Arizona, where authorities turn a blind eye. It is in this environment that Warren Jeffs was born in 1955. He is one of the many children of the sex guru, and when his father, Rulon Jeffs, dies, he takes over and becomes the new prophet. Warren Jeffs is intelligent. He knows that to control one must terrify. As a messenger of God, his daily speeches are as much about heaven as they are about hell and the abominable punishment awaiting those who disobey his orders. Extremely strict and rigorous, he completely reorganizes the community from the early 2000s. No more fun, only work. There is a very specific dress code for women and no more television, radio, or newspapers. Only his teachings are instilled in children from a young age. In just a few years, Warren Jeffs transforms the sect into a small dictatorship. He even regularly sends his henchmen, the God Squad, to search the homes of the faithful to ensure they comply with the rules.
Imagine an entire town with several thousand inhabitants under the control of a single man with absolute power. For men, one cannot enter paradise without having at least three wives, and the only person authorized to arrange marriages is the prophet, Warren Jeffs. As for women, they are conditioned to believe that the sole purpose of their lives is to be a good wife. It is the key to their salvation. Even for those who, like Elisa Wall, are married at 14 years of age. In this small society removed from the world, young women to be married are the main currency. They are raised like livestock to be pure, blameless and immaculate. The men, on the other hand, are told, serve the prophet, denounce the unfaithful, raise money for the community, and maybe, just maybe, you might get one or even two or three wives. Members of this society can escape physically, but the constraints are of a different nature. They are mental, religious, and social ones. Leaving the society means isolating oneself from the rest of the community, abandoning one's children, parents, brothers and sisters, and above all, facing eternal damnation. Most of the faithful are born and raised in the FLDS. From a very young age, they are taught that the outside world is evil, and they don't even know who the President of the United States is. Let's go back to the sect. Despite everything, the faithful seem happy. In the morning, children sing joyful songs in praise of God and the Prophet. The women dance all day in colorful dresses. Vegetables are grown and families help each other. Even though the sect attracts the attention of the media and law enforcement, it is very difficult to know exactly what is happening inside. Infiltrating is impossible since outsiders are prohibited. Without testimonies from victims, you cannot get a warrant to forcefully search the premises. And without a warrant, Warren Jeffs is untouchable. It isn't until 2004 that someone managed to escape the community to finally speak to the police. And that person is Elisa Wall, who was married at the age of 14, three years earlier to her 19-year-old cousin and repeatedly subjected to rape. The problem is that Warren Jeffs sensed it coming, and now he is nowhere to be found. The FBI immediately places him on the list of the 10 most wanted people in the United States. For two years, the guru is on the run, but he enjoys the support of thousands of faithful followers ready to die for him and virtually unlimited financial resources. Every week, he receives nearly $300,000 in cash collected as religious taxes from sect families. In the eyes of everyone, Warren Jeffs is a martyr on a pilgrimage. But in reality, he travels around the country and indulges in all the pleasures of the secular world that he's supposed to despise and condemn. Dressed in civilian clothes and accompanied by his ten favorite wives, the Holy Prophet goes to Disneyland, 
the Mardi Gras in New Orleans, strip clubs, or American football stadiums. He is eventually arrested in 2006, but due to lack of concrete evidence, the sentence does not match his crimes. However, two years later, social services receive a call from the sect reporting that several children are in danger and suffering sexual abuse. That's all the authorities need. They immediately launch a large-scale operation to rescue the children and search Warren Jeff's residence. On April 3, 2008, several intervention units storm the place. The agents carry automatic weapons. Snipers are positioned all around. A helicopter hovers overhead. They even receive the reinforcement of an armored vehicle in case the confrontation turns sour. They surround the houses, pound on the doors, and shout for the people to come out without resistance. To everyone's surprise, Thousands of women in loose, colorful robes with braided hair present themselves in tears. They hold their children in their arms and beg to be left alone. They are terrified, mistaking the agents for demons and the police operation for Judgment Day. Their cries and prayers stun the police, who suddenly feel like they are tearing apart entire families. Many agents at that moment no longer know if they are on the side of good or evil. However, they will quickly find the answer by searching the massive temple, serving as Warren Jeff's residence. On the fourth floor, they discover a white room with shiny and immaculate walls. In the center of the room, there is a bed covered with a plastic sheet unusually high, like an altar, designed to hold something, or someone. And then, at the back, there is a safe. After several hours of drilling and hammering, the police finally manage to open it. But what they find inside defies the limits of horror. First, there are all the sex archives, computers, hard drives, photos of young married and pregnant girls, terabytes of information and evidence. And then there are the audio recordings of Warren Jeffs. During several dozen sessions, called the Heavenly Sessions, he engages in religious and sexual practices with girls aged 12 to 16. On August 9, 2011, Warren Jeffs enters the courtroom. He is thin, his hair is going gray, but his eyes are still piercing. He then locks eyes with a young blonde woman on the witness stand. He hasn't seen her in years, but he immediately recognizes her. It's Elisa Wall. Elisa stares at him. This man, she has always known him as the Holy Prophet. Ever since she was born, his every word has been like God's commandments to her. Instinctively, her body wants to bow, her mind wants to submit, but she resists and does not lower her gaze. This time, she's no longer 14, and her face is not covered by the bridal veil. This time, her legs do not tremble, and this time, it is her words that will seal his fate. 
When Warren Jeffs finally takes away his gaze, Elisa feels deep within herself that this is the end. This monster will never have control over her again. At the end of the trial, Warren Jeffs is charged with rape and complicity in rape, organizing the marriage of 67 underage girls to men within the sect, facilitating over 500 polygamous unions, and separating nearly 300 families. He himself had 78 wives, including 24 minors, and more than 50 children. He is sentenced to 120 years in prison. He is now 66 years old, but continues to lead the sect from the visiting room of his prison. The Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints still has several thousand members who see Warren Jeffs as a prophet and a martyr. The children who fled the sect do not know what became of their parents who stayed behind, and the parents who left are unaware of their children still inside. Released in June 2022, the Netflix miniseries Keep Sweet, Pray and Be Silent tells the story of the sect, the members who managed to escape, and Warren Jeffs, one of the worst gurus in the history of the United States. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fabulous Destinies. Feel free to share with us stories that you would like to hear on your favorite listening platform or via Baba Bam's Instagram or Twitter page. We'll be happy to discover them.